0: It's time for Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. What is up, everyone? This is Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. I am your host, Sam Parsons, joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Spencer Vermeer. Spence, how you doing, my man?
1: I'm not doing bad at all. A little richer this week. I know, I know, (laughs) I know. Uh, I actually took my word and actually put some money on some of those bets, and they did pretty well. Yeah, yeah.
0: We're through another (laughs) week of college and pro football, and we'll get get to what Spence was talking about in a second because uh, for the uninitiated this is a show in which Spence and I every week take a look at some of the Vegas lines in college and pro football and what well, we find lines that we like ones that are relevant to our listening area and uh, everything in between maybe not but in any case uh, we make picks and sometimes they go well sometimes they go poorly in this case last week's case uh, for me it was the latter but for Spence it was the former because and we'll I'll elaborate right now because um we always, right off the top of the show, see how we did with our little report card segment. So uh, I've been dreading this. Oh, boy. Despite mm. uh, despite Iowa being off last week, we still picked three uh, total college games because there were a pair of top 10 matchups going on. But first, Iowa State was a 16.5-point underdog at Texas. They covered easily, uh, losing 24-21. Spence got that right. He picked Iowa State. Uh, I was wrong because I picked Texas. We also picked Michigan versus Penn State, number 7 versus number 10. And uh, Michigan was a 7-point favorite in this one, but they won by way more than that. I think the final was 41-17, to yeah, a lot more than 7. So Spence and I both missed out on that one because we both picked Penn State. And then uh, Bama, Tennessee, we picked that one as well. That was the top-ranked matchup of the week, number 3 versus number 6. Um, there's Bama was favored by seven and a half, lost to the wall to the vols in an instant classic 52 to 49. Uh, so Spence picked the vols, I picked Bama. So for our college, college picks, uh, Spence was two for three, I was 0 for three. Now, Spence, I've been waiting all year to mm. go over with my college yeah, picks. Yeah, you have because admittedly. Uh, I've said time and time again on the show, I don't really follow college football as heavily as I do the NFL. I mostly just follow my Boston College Eagles who are miserable. <laughs> Uh so the fact that it took me seven weeks to go over, I take as a success. No, I'll give you that. Spence, I, what do you got for your just quickie thoughts on the college game? I just you know,
1: I really everything that I said about that Alabama, Tennessee game just really came true. Tennessee held its own and was always in the game. I think they fed off that hundred thousand Person crowd yeah I felt really good about that well Tennessee's going to cover no matter what just now getting the win is just gravy there but uh, all in all yeah Penn State kind of shocked me and we're going to be looking at Penn State here a little
0: bit in one of our picks yes but uh, we uh, got to Sunday's NFL games after that as always Spence and I picked uh, we both picked two games individually as well as our game of the week Spence went two for two with his individual picks, Uh, Spence, you had minnesota covering as three point favorites over miami we were both very confused why this spread was wasn't bigger because miami was starting skylar thompson right and uh yeah it turns out we were both right to question that because they won i think by eight Uh, you also had philly covering as six point favorites over dallas and they won by nine that was another one that i co-signed thought that was a good one so good week for you spence credit where it's due
1: Thank you. Uh, The Dallas game got a little bit dicey against Philadelphia because I felt really good about the first half because nothing looked good about Dallas, and then they just kind of, as I said the phrase before, played with their food till the end of the game, but uh, got to the point where, okay, maybe you need to just uh, get the first string back to... uh, square one on this because, yeah, now Dallas has got it figured out.
0: The Eagles are kind of like the Ravens this year where they like to take their foot off the gas, but they actually actually hold on for the win unlike the Ravens. I, on the other hand, I went 0 for 2. I was stunned that I did. Now, I of course have missed plenty of picks this year, but Steelers Bucks was one of the ones that oh I my. felt one of the one. Of, it was one of the ones that I felt most strongly about this year. The Steelers had no business even being in this game for a bunch of reasons. I was in full agreement with you, but Mike Tomlin he weaved a masterpiece, and uh, the Steelers they won. <laughs> they won the game outright. They didn't even just cover a nine point spread. So uh, that was a missed pick for me, even though I was happy about it because I was I'm a Steelers fan, and you know. I'm happy, but uh, the Jags, I also had the Jags as a uh, one and a half or two and a half point dog to the Colts. They lost by seven. Man, the Colts, mm. they were just banged up into this going into this game. Jacksonville handled them earlier this season. Not that I was resting everything on that one result. I, I don't do that. But still, I thought Jacksonville was the better team, especially with the Colts' injuries. But uh, I was wrong, so let my lesson be learned by our listeners. Jacksonville is still Jacksonville. Then our game of the week was uh, one that anyone could have guessed. It might have even been the game of the year on paper, Spence. I mean, very highly, highly anticipated matchup. It was the Chicago Bears hosting the Washington Commanders on Thursday night. I'm just just kidding. You can tell by Spence laughing there. I'm kidding. It was Bills-Chiefs. That one caught me (laughs) off guard. The Bills uh, were three-point favorites over the Chiefs. They won by four. Both Spence and I got that right, so I finally got on the board with that one, but I still got smoked on the week. The final score from the week was me, one, Spence, five. And uh, for the first it was a week of firsts for the first time this, this season Spence, uh, you took the lead over me in the standings it's also the first time that I've gone under 50 percent mm. I'm now at 45.3 percent and you are 51.6. still not above the Mendoza
1: line to make money but at least I'm at 50 percent You got to put about I don't know 55 56 yeah. percent to get rid of that juice that uh, you got to pay for each bet mm-hmm. but We'll uh, see what this week brings.
0: Yeah, let's get to our college games. We'll do it quickly. We've got three of them to talk about. So, yeah, we got to plow through this thing. Iowa is back in action this week, but maybe not thankful to do that because they are on the road at number 2 Ohio State, and it is the biggest spread out of any Iowa game this year. The mm. Hawkeyes are 30-and-a-half-point underdogs at the Buckeyes. Spence, as the resident Iowa fan here, who you got? Well... <laughs> We know
1: Iowa can't score. We have right. seen that uh, well-proven. Um, but they, they even got two games where the defense beat both Iowa's offense and the opponent. <laughs> yep. Um, OSU has scored 45 in every single game except one, but uh, they have not seen this level of defense by any means. Uh, the best bet I feel right now is the under at 49.5. I did just look at that. That has not changed over the last uh, two days and money is starting to head that direction on a couple of sites, but not enough to flip the line yet. But for the game itself, that's what we are looking at. I still think that Ohio State covers the 30-and-a-half, even though I'm looking at the under. They're too good. They really are just, I think, better than Michigan, and Michigan kind of manhandled Iowa uh, till the end, which the game was essentially over on those late scores there. Uh, I think uh, OSU is going to cover that 32 and a half, I think uh, 40, maybe 42 to three, or maybe even nothing that the Iowa may score is what I see happening. So I'm taking OSU in this one.
0: Yeah, I love the underbet here, and we we mentioned this in the past, uh, we don't formally track our side bets that we mentioned like that, but I I love that bet for the reasons that you said, I want to endorse that. I feel better about it than the spread. Despite me uh, not keeping up with college football, I am of the belief that CJ Stroud is probably the best quarterback in the country right now, just from what I've seen from him, Bryce Young, I haven't really watched much of the Kentucky kid who's getting a lot of hype, but cj stroud really impresses me more than most ohio state quarterbacks have actually more than any ohio state quarterback Mm. has that i've watched iowa like you said one of the five best defenses in the country i think we can say pretty uncontroversially this defense is amazing ohio state has not faced a defense remotely this good iowa has not faced an offense though remotely this Mm. good Uh, this season so I think I'm with you Spence I think it's going to be I I think it's going to be 35 maybe 38 to 3 I don't see Iowa scoring more than three seven points in this one unless they get multiple defensive touchdowns so yeah I'll go Ohio State because I just I have a lot of faith in this Ohio State team they're just too talented next up we usually go to Iowa State but uh, they are off this week so we will go to the top matchup by rankings this week number nine UCLA at number 10 Oregon The Bruins are six-point dogs at the Ducks. Spence, uh, what do you make of this game? The over-under
1: is pretty ridiculous on this one. I think I looked, and we're in the 60s, maybe even the 70s on this one. Feels like a game that neither is going to stop the other when they really need to at the end. Uh, You mentioned earlier in the week you weren't a big fan of Bo Nix, but he's playing remarkably well. He's at a 70% completion rate, so that's a good way to keep your offense going. Well, I know, but you know that's why they're scoring so many points. Now, I haven't watched these teams. They're Pac-12. I don't have a need to and don't usually stay up until 9 o'clock at night to watch these uh, late games either. It just feels like a shootout game that may end with a field goal at the end, and because of that, a spread of minus 6 for Oregon tells me that uh, I just need to take the underdog in a close game. I'm not saying that uh, UCLA is going to win but 6 seems like a lot if neither team can really score i think it's just going to be you know everyone holding serve and whoever gets the ball last may win the game
0: yeah I'll tell you right now that 70% is an aberration I uh, I, I know I I maybe uh, pers- my perception is skewed because I watched Oregon's game against Georgia in week one when they got smoked I yeah. think it was 49 to three Bo Nix he's he's got a lot of talent man like physically a lot of talent but he's just not a refined quarterback and his his accuracy is is not nearly as good as you would think with that completion percentage my read on this game is that UCLA's secondary has struggled big time this season but not as as much as Oregon's secondary. They've both uh, given up a lot of points. Uh, and I have like I said more faith in UCLA's quarterback than Oregon's. He seemed like he's done pretty well although I haven't watched him to be honest with you. I also have some personal bias here because uh, UCLA's AD uh, was the AD at Boston College while I was at school there and I love the guy. Shout out to Martin Jarman. Uh, but Yeah, give me the Bruins and the points, because why not? Go Martin Jarman. He's not going to be playing in this game, but (laughs) I just wanted to say that. Then uh, there was another game we wanted to put on the docket because of relevance uh, to our listening area. It is Minnesota at Penn State. I think Penn State's number 16 right now. The Gophers are four-point underdogs, yes, to the 16th-ranked Nittany Lions that I see here. Spence, who you got?
1: Well, I was hinging my pick on the Minnesota D, because they've allowed under 12 per game. That's top 10 in the country, but They have faltered lately against mid-level Big Ten competition. Mm -hmm. Now they get high-end Big Ten competition, and offenses really between the two of them are pretty comparable. I think the trend for this might be uh, turnovers. Minnesota not been able to hold on to the ball in these last couple games, and that's a trend that's hard to get rid of, especially when your competition has gotten better. I think that uh, that's going to continue, and that's going to be the difference in this game Penn State minus 4 that's what I will take.
0: Yeah, Penn State just got utterly gashed by Michigan in the running game giving up over 400 yards on the ground uh, last week to eight close to 8 yards a carry. However, um, you know, I noticed that uh, I I know Minnesota's put up great numbers in pass defense this season, but they also haven't faced a quarterback really. I think I'm going to go to Pet with Penn State as well, and I feel bad now because we're picking all the same college teams, and I didn't want that, but I, I know Mo <laughs> Ibrahim is a great running back for the Gophers, but Tanner Morgan, their quarterback, definitely not great. I've watched him a decent amount, having come from Minnesota, uh, He I don't think he's good at all, actually, and Penn State actually has a great secondary. I do know that about them. So that matchup in particular is le- making me lean toward toward the Nittany Lions. I think they get it done at home. This is one of the most hostile environments yes. in college football. Uh, so I'm going to hope that Penn State doesn't burn me again as well. to Give me them minus four. So uh, those are our college picks for the week. Unfortunately, the first time of this season that we've all picked the same teams. We have not
1: <laughs> cheated on each other's uh, tests. We, we just happen to go the same way. So take that in consideration. We've got all the same picks maybe uh, that might be
0: an opportunity to uh, make a little money for yourselves yeah we do not tell each other who we're picking throughout the week just so everybody knows and and we have a full uh, of episodes this season to prove that but in any case we'll take a break we'll get to our NFL picks next you're listening to us right now on 104.9 FM KBOE welcome back to sports Banks with sam and spence time now to get to our nfl picks of the week and uh, we are starting as always with our individual picks starting with mr spencer here spence who is your first individual pick of the
1: week the first game that i chose uh, between our little draft here was uh, the jets in denver uh, it is in denver and uh, the line was uh Plus three, it is now one. Another side has it at a half a point, Ooh. still in favor of Denver. So if I could Marty McFly this show and take it back to plus three, I certainly would. But regardless, it's not open whether Russell Wilson Jr. the to use a line from my favorite sports show, is going to even play. <laughs> He's got some hamstring issues, uh, right. which is going to uh, kind of mess with his mobility if he even gets onto the field. Now, hovering on that uh, line changing so much, I'm still taking the Jets. Uh, They may still just outright win, even if Russ plays. That uh, defense looks vicious. Uh, It's a Jets defense that I don't think I've ever seen. It's at least not in recent memory. And Brees Hall has proven that uh, he is allowed to be the bell cow now there, and he's showing what all Iowans already knew. He's darn good. Uh, Taking Jets plus one,
0: I bet it now, because that line may get even worse. Yeah, I've side note about well actually no, I'm just edit that out. No side notes, We I don't have time for that. Okay. okay. So edit this out. <laughs> Spence, I have one one big concern okay. about this game. And it's not the fact that you're betting on the Jets, which would normally be a big concern, but they are a better team this year than they have been. All right. I am just not a believer in Zach Wilson at all, really, and I haven't been since he was a draft prospect, so maybe that's kind of clouding my judgment, but he really hasn't had a good start to this season, really. They've won his starts, but that's just because they haven't asked him to do much In his last two games, he's dropped back only 43 times and netted only 286 yards. That's 143 yards a game. Mm. But uh, this week, he's up against one of the best defenses in football. It's very well coached and very, very good secondary and pass rush in particular. So, very good against the pass. I think the Jets are going to struggle mightily to move the ball against this defense. Now, Denver's offense is abysmal, and they might, like you said, not even have. Russell Wilson who's very easy to bet against right now but they might be starting Brett Rippin at quarterback Mm. yikes (laughs) you still probably want Russell Wilson uh, over him yeah uh, but that doesn't preclude them from beating the Jets just by virtue of their defense keeping them in it. and all they have to do is win this thing by is just win it because it's a one-point spread Uh, that's my main concern but aside from that though I do think that betting against the Denver offense is not a bad idea at all so I don't think that this is a bad pick Uh, moving on from one second year quarterback I have a dim outlook on to another let's talk about the Chicago Bears Chicago is an 8 point underdog at New England and uh, Spence I think the time has come if it hasn't already to acknowledge that Justin Fields is bad yeah <laughs> he, he's he's not good his numbers are just historically awful now numbers aren't everything I'll get to what I mean by that in a second but Aside from the running, they're just bad everywhere, and that's a bad sign. Typically, when you're a quarterback, you can have two out of these three things. You can have a low sack rate, high yards per attempt, or a low interception percentage. Mm-hmm. You can have two out of those three things. If you if you prioritize two of those three things, you're generally going to sacrifice the other uh, or suffer a little bit in that. Fields is dreadful in two out of those three things, and he's average at the other the dreadful at sacks and interceptions average at yards per attempt again very bad sign so uh, you have this quarterback who's young and bad going up against bill belichick who uh, for all the shortcomings the patriots have this year i still have a lot of faith in belichick's ability to just cause nightmares for young quarterbacks especially young quarterbacks who are slow processors so i'm taking the patriots here i think they went by 10 plus what's the word on mac jones is he playing Mac Jones is questionable, but honestly, whether he plays or Zappy plays doesn't really mean much for me this week. I think I'm still going to take the Patriots regardless. No,
1: I, I don't see a difference, really, if either quarterback goes, So, and as bad as Chicago is looking right now, I fully agree with that one. Mm-hmm.
0: Who you got next, Spence? Who do
1: I have next? How about Tampa Bay going to Carolina? Two competing trends in this game. Tampa Bay is 0-4 against the spread lately. But Carolina is 3-14 and 14 against the spread, going all the way back to last year. So neither right now is looking all that good against the spread. Carolina has lost their last three by double digits, which is where the line is right now. And I do believe it sits at 11 overall. Carolina is not a team to make a comeback. Neither is Baker Mayfield. Uh, I have a feeling that things uh, got pretty interesting in the practice this week for Tampa Bay to get their proverbial head out of a certain orifice after last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And same for Brady over the last three. He just hasn't really looked the same. I was leaning toward, well, that's an awful big spread uh, when I first saw it. That's kind of why I picked this game. But money is going toward Tampa Bay so far, and I think uh, this is the... uh, team that uh, represents the non-conference directional college team that can write a ship for what a normal college team deals with, and I think Tampa Bay is going to write this uh, ship easily. I started thinking big line, and that could be a good chance to go underdog, but not against this Carolina team. I'll take uh, Tampa Bay losing all those points.
0: It made me very happy to watch Tom Brady just lose it on the sidelines on multiple occasions last week against the Steelers. That was, that was therapeutic for me. Uh, the Tampa offense, like you said, has struggled a lot more than people I anticipated, myself included. I just felt like going into the season, hey, Brady didn't fall off at 44, why would he fall off at 45? Well, I don't know if he's quite falling off. It's still still ingrained in my brain, Spence, to not doubt this guy. And so, for that reason, I don't think this is a bad pick at all, especially because... While the Panthers have a solid defense, their offense is atrocious. It's actually the only offense that ranks below the Broncos this season in points per drive. They mm-hmm. are the 32nd ranked offense this season in points per drive, and the Bucs D, as I've said time and time again on the show, great. One of the probably one of the five best in, in the in the game right now. So I think that this is not a bad pick at all. We'll take a quick break, and then coming up, we'll get to our final NFL picks of the week, my last individual one, and then our game of the week after a break on 104.9 FM, KBOE. Back with you for the final segment of Sports Specs with Sam and Spence for this week, and it is time for just two more NFL games that we'll talk about, my final individual pick, and then our game of the week. My last individual pick of this week, I'm going to the Chargers-Seahawks game. Seahawks are six-point underdogs at L.A. It's been a while since I've talked about the Chargers. I labeled them kind of my darling team of the offseason, uh, and that's because half the team died after the first two weeks. Uh, they're still 4-2, and two, which is nice, but it's not a good 4-2. The good news though, is that help seems to be on the way. Uh, Corey Lindsley, it sounds like, should be back this week. He's their all-pro center. However, Keenan Allen, I think, is going to be out once again this week. He's been out since week one. Uh, but if there is still a team, though, that it just doesn't matter who your wide receivers are going up against them, it's Seattle. They are starting rookie cornerbacks, and their defense is god-awful. In fact, Though much has been made about Detroit's defense being the worst in the league this year, it was actually Seattle, not Detroit, who had the worst defense in the league by points allowed per drive before the Arizona game last week. Geno Smith has been a great story this year. I've been very complimentary of him. But he did struggle to move the ball last week against Arizona. And now he's up against a defense that, while shorthanded, it can play the pass well. My biggest concern is Seattle's running game pounding the interior of this Charger defense but uh, and I do expect that to happen but I expect Justin Herbert to outpace them against a bad defense so I think that the Chargers win by seven I'm nervous about Kenneth
1: Walker I tell you what he is looking like one of the top five running backs out there and if they can't stop him then that could be a little bit more in Seahawks favor but uh you do you
0: <laughs> top five running backs out there I think he looks about a,
1: vicious out there right now he's putting up Saquon Barkley like levels right
0: now I wonder what you thought of Rashad Penny before that my goodness but anyway moving on to our game of the week Spence we're going to your Chiefs honestly we both looked at the, the slate this week and we were like there's not really a good game of the week is there Kansas City's at San Francisco, and they're giving two and a half right now to the 49ers. So what are your thoughts? Uh, Nick Bosa might be back. Trent Williams might be as well, but
1: they're not sure yet. They're at kind of that testing phase. Well, let's see. Will it uh, be able to be handled in the practice? That's big as they don't play. Uh, you know, the Magic ran out for Mahomes against the Bills. He always thinks he has a game where he can uh, make the Magic or will the Magic to happen. And it really cost them at the end and also in the red zone where they didn't get any points whatsoever, which made a big difference. Hopefully that doesn't reel him in to be conservative from here in because I've seen that before. I think the Chiefs will rebound here despite the possible return of those uh, two uh, San Francisco players. Uh Chiefs are still looked at as a top three team, despite losing to the Bills and having uh, two losses. I'm going
0: to take the Chiefs and give up the points. They should be viewed as that, by the way. I spoke a couple of weeks ago about how much I love this 49er defense. And of course, the very next week, about half the defense got injured. Yeah. It seems like everything I touch this year either tears <laughs> an ACL or pulls a groin or what have you. But anyway, they put their number one defensive tackle and a starting corner on the IR last week. They were missing even more players than that during their game against the Falcons, including, like you said, Nick Bosa and their safety. I don't I don't want to try to pronounce his name. Sorry. I think it's like Hafunga. There, I just tried. I probably failed. <laughs> but anyway, it seems like they're going to still be missing most of that defense this week, even though a bunch of guys are questionable. It's hard to predict that. For that reason, I don't think that this spread should be two and a half. I know... D'Amico Ryan's had a lot of success piloting this defense last year through a bunch of injuries and they were still very good I've been very complimentary of the job that he has done and I will continue to do so because I think that he is one of the best assistant coaches in the game right now but players do matter the Chiefs are I think already the better team when healthy though the 49ers do have great talent and I love the talent that they have but you're looking at Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy G here. What do you want me to say? I, I With all the injuries to this 49er defense, I can't bet against Mahomes. Give me the Chiefs. All right. Let's bring on the games. Let's bring on the games. Well said. And uh, that's all we got for this week. Thanks for listening. If you are listening to this in podcast form after it has aired on KBOE, be sure to rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. This has been Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. Time to kick it back to the music. So long, and have a great weekend, everybody.